Let's talk about love. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about drugs. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about we. Let's talk about you, let's talk about me, let's talk about us, let's talk about we, let's talk about wealth, let's talk about greed, let's talk being broke, living in poverty, let's talk about black, let's talk about white, let's talk about how we still fight for our rights, let's talk government, sex schemes and drugs, and let's talk about God, let's talk about love, let's discuss our feelings. Hey y'all, welcome to Blessed to Be Us. I'm your cousin in Christ, Wantra Levitt, and this is Bougie Bible Studies. If you are new here, i like to welcome you to the best Bible study class that you will ever come across. But if you are not new here, then you already know how we get down over here at Bougie Bible Studies as we dive into a chapter a week into the Bible and get the backstory of what took place in the ancient times that still apply to our lives lives today. How exciting it is to be on a journey with God and allow the Holy Spirit to advocate for our lives as he show us the way to live. It is such an exciting time right now to be in relationship with God that I make it my business to get on here and read stories that took place in the Bible because I want to know about the Lord and I also want to share his greatness to other people as well. So welcome one, welcome all to the best Bible study class that you would ever come across. If you are new here, you could read any Bible version that you choose to read out of. I read out of the NIV version and what I do is basically break down um, what I'm reading as far as the chapter that we are in this week. This week's chapter we will be in Acts 27 where Paul sails off to Rome because he has to go face another king due to he's been around preaching the good word of the Lord. Now if you want to check out any episode before this then go ahead and click any link before this episode where you will actually get the other backstories of the chapter that we dwelt in and dived in earlier in the year. Now, if you are ready, I am ready. Grab your Bible. Acts 27 verse 1. Paul sails for Rome. When it was decided that we would sail for Italy, Paul and some other prisoners were handed over to a centurion named, not a centurion, a centurion named Julius who belonged to the Imperial Regiment. We boarded a ship from Adramitium, about to sail for ports along the coast of the province of Asia, and we put out to sea. Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was with us. The next day, we landed at Sidon, and Julius, in kindness to Paul, allowed him to go to his friends so they might provide for his needs. From there, we put out to sea again and passed to the Lee of Cyprus because the winds were against us. When we had sailed across the open sea off the coast of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we landed at Myra in Lycia. There the centurion found an Alexandrian ship sailing for Italy and put us on board. We made slow headway for many days and had difficulty arriving off Nidus. When the wind did not allow us to hold our course, we sailed to the Lee of Crete, opposite Salmone. We moved along the coast with difficulty and came to a place called Fair Havens near the town of Lafia. 
much time had been lost and selling had already become dangerous because by now it was after the day of atonement. So Paul warned them, men, I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous and bearing great loss to ship and cargo and to our own lives also. But the Citroen, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot and the owner of the ship. Since the harbor was unsuitable to winter in, the majority decided that we should sail on, hoping to reach Phoenix and winter there. There was a harbor in Crete facing both southwest and northwest. The Storm Verse 13 when a gentle south wind began to blow, they saw their opportunity so they weighed anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete. Before very long, a wind of hurricane force called the Northeaster swept down from the island. The ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind, so we gave way to it and were driven along. As we passed to the lee of a small island called Kata, we were hardly able to make the lifeboat secure. So the men hoisted it aboard. Then they passed ropes under the ship itself to hold it together. Because they were afraid they would run aground on the sandbar of Zesertis, they lowered the sea anchor and let the ship be driven along. We took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. After they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourself this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and who I serve stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. The Shipwreck Verse 27 on the 14th night, we were still being driven across the Adriatic Sea when about midnight, the sailors sensed they were approaching land. They took soundings and found that the water was 120 feet deep. A short time later, they took soundings again and found it was 90 feet deep. Fearing that we would be dashed against the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. In an attempt to escape from the ship, the sailors let the lifeboat down into the sea, pretending they were going to lower some anchors from the boat. Then Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. So the soldiers cut the ropes that held the lifeboat and let it drift away. Just before dawn, Paul urged them all to eat. For the last 14 days, he said, you have been in constant suspense and have gone without food. You haven't eaten anything. Now I urge you to take some food. 
you need it to survive. Not one of you will lose a single hair from his head. And after he said this, he took some bread and gave thanks to God in front of them all. Then he broke it and began to eat. They were all encouraged and ate some food themselves. Altogether were 276 of us on board. When they had eaten as much as they wanted, they lightened the ship by throwing the grain into the sea. When the daylight came, they did not recognize the land, but they saw a bay with a sandy beach, where they decided to run the ship aground if they could. Cutting loose the anchors, they left them in the sea and at the same time untied the ropes that held the rudders. And then they hoisted the foresail to the wind and made for the beach. But the ship struck a sandbar and ran aground. The bow struck fast and would not move and the stern was broken to pieces by the pounding of the surf. The soldiers planned to kill the prisoners to prevent any of them from swimming away, escaping, but the centurion wanted to spare Paul's life and kept them from carrying out their plans. He ordered those who could swim to jump aboard first and get to land. The rest were to get there on planks or on the other piece of the ship. In this way, everyone reached the land safely. And that's the end of chapter 27. So let's break it down. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. So according to this chapter, Paul sails for Rome. So he was handed off with him and some prisoners and they were handed off to ship off to Italy. Boom. So the centurion named Julius, he belonged to the Imperial Regiment, and they boarded a ship from the um, Adramadium about to sail for ports. Somebody named Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was also with them. So it was a few people with them. It was about 276 people, as we heard in the story. Now, they get on this ship. They get on this boat. And the winds are like gushing, like the winds are going crazy. It's a lot of men on boat. They got cargo, they got food, they got everything on this boat. So they're out, they're selling. They're like, yeah, we're on our way. We're gonna make make our way to the location that we're supposed to get to. And yeah, we're all gonna get there safe. We got the prisoners, we got Paul, we got the people, we got the soldiers, we got the, the security, we got everybody we need on ship. So we good to go. Now, Paul is recognizing that the winds is really hectic and he stands up and he's like, man, I can see that this voyage is going to be disastrous. We gonna lose people, ship, cargo we gonna lose everything i suggest that you know we take another route maybe probably like you know i could see we we need to go this way or we need to just stay at bay until the wind calms down but the citron like mm, nope we got to get to our destination paul be quiet owner of the ship what do you think we should do the owner like let's go we gotta go so the owner of the ship the citron and majority of the people on the ship was like sorry bruh we hear you but we gotta get to our destination so they start making way to their destination then the storm hits they in the middle of the ocean the storm is hit is rocking a boat now their whole ship is getting rocked they're losing stuff so they're like oh my god we got caught in the storm. They couldn't help it but get swept into the storm. It's not like they could have fight the storm or nothing. So they start lowering their seas. They start making their way, trying to get close to a 
like a land trying to get close to some type of a creek area where they could just sell along or whatever but instead they're like literally caught up in the storm they are they're getting rocked from left to right so for days this is going on for days day and night now the people on the boat some people the centron like they're trying to act like they're going to like let the lifeboat down so that they could like let people off but they was really planning to escape but paul told them like look the nobody is going to die everybody's going to be safe i know we took the wrong turn y'all ain't listen to me but that's another time but ain't nobody gonna lose no hair on their head everybody gonna be safe the only thing that's gonna be destroyed is the boat but we all have to stay together and we have to get to our place and destination because this is what's supposed to happen so he telling him like, look, last night, like last night, angel beside me said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. Basically put all those people that was on the ship in Paul's hands. So basically Paul was the preacher of the boat. Like he preached the word of the God. He was the one that was the true believer in God. And that's why he was locked up in the first place. They had to go face Caesar because they really didn't have have anything on him but Caesar was the guy was the king and they didn't like that Paul was preaching that Jesus was king and all that so he had to go face Caesar so the angel came to Paul and it was like look everybody on this boat gonna make it to their destination so don't even be afraid Paul you gotta go stand and meet Caesar because God says so and so Paul woke up from his dream and basically told them like look y'all didn't listen to me but it's okay ain't nobody gonna get hurt the only thing that's gonna be destroyed is this boat so boom on the 14th night they were still being driven across the the sea paul was like look okay now it's about that time like we gotta eat because now we about to start getting rid of stuff the ship done wrecked our boat falling apart we got planks falling off this that this so paul basically like look everybody gotta eat get as full as you want so he took the bread he broke it and he prayed up to god and he broke it and he ate it everybody ate they basically stuffed themselves as much as they could and then they just threw everything out on the out into the water because they basically was about to be losing in their lives it was either them or the ship so they just start throwing everything out they threw the grains out they threw the cargoes out they let the boats the little extra boats float out they let everything go so the next morning they end up seeing like a beach island and so they all get happy and so the centron they at first they was gonna kill the prisoners because they didn't want like the prisoners to escape like they all in the water like prisoners could start swimming away and stuff but the Citron felt like Paul needed to go face Caesar and that was his job to do that and actually probably trusted Paul because Paul gave a great speech and probably calmed them all down from being in that boat and so they basically trusted that Paul was gonna you know stick with the prisoners and do what, it, what he was supposed to do so they all start just basically making their way on to the land one by one and that was the end of chapter three so they all basically made it safely on land one by one they all made it to the land safely and that was the end of chapter 27 now for next week we're gonna see paul actually um i want to say make it to rome let me see paul yeah paul actually get to rome 
next week. Now, what I got from the story, how do you normally react in a crisis? Because they was in a crisis. What I got from the story, first off, they was in the middle of the water. I really like cautious about water and how water is handled like when you in the middle of the water like the ocean it's not really much you could do like you really have to put your trust into God you know but by them not listening to Paul the first time it's like I want to listen to him either because we are prisoners and we on the ocean but and I want to I would have wanted to get to my destination but how would I would have reacted in a crisis like that I basically probably would have been scared nervous and praying and asking God to help me get to my destination now what would have been my reaction if I would have been on a ship and actually the ship is actually like falling apart and stuff like oh my god I would have lost my mind so that's a question for us and a question for you guys how do you act in a crisis lately I've been asking God to just calm my nerves calm my mind calm everything about me I noticed that when I'm about to get real aggressive or say something out of place or out of pocket that I should not say I asked God to put a muzzle over my mouth like shut me up Lord because I know that I don't want these words to be something that I regret after I say it and I don't want them to actually like come to life you know or me speaking in anger at that time let my feelings do the talking for me I don't want that so I would literally tell God put a muzzle over my mouth or you know saturate my thoughts with your scripture Lord or or give me a word that I could dwell on and listen to where I can just calm myself because that's what we have to control the way that we react in situations that don't hold us don't serve us don't have purpose for us are you know just unaware to us like how do we act in crisis and that is a good good question that I'm going to go ahead and dwell on this week but go ahead and send this message to somebody that you feel may need it who may have a hard time reading the bible but want to read the bible tell them to come check out with us at bougie bible study at blessed to be us you can find us on facebook instagram twitter and all that good stuff or if you are going through something or need somebody to talk to i'm going to have a number that you can reach out to where you can reach out to me it could be anywhere you could be anonymous you can leave a question you can leave a message you can ask me anything and I'm going to actually be reciting those on the podcast so you never know you may hear your question you may hear your question on the podcast and that's going to be very exciting so go ahead and send this message to your mama your daddy your brother your sister your uncle your anybody and everybody who may want to read the bible who may have a hard time reading the bible go ahead and send them over here with us And until next time, you guys, I am your cousin in Christ, Wantra Levitt, and I will talk to you next time. (laughs) Bye.